changing minds one thought at a time. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Show. Okay, we got some reverb. That's all good, right? <laughs> so how are you doing today, Jessica? I am doing great. Wow, it sounds like the music intro is really excited for tonight's call, almost as much as us. I know I am. Really, yeah, I know. I, I, if you guys are listening to this, either either live or you're at a place where you can get a pen and paper and take notes, I would highly recommend it. I think that's why we have that music interlude, to give you time to get your notebooks. This is going to be a fantastic call. If you grow a business online, you're going to be wanting to take notes during this call. I know I am. So um, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. So, Kino, like we have so much to cover tonight. Let's jump right into the topic. Yes, yes. So we are speaking today with the wonderful, the talented coach, mentor, beauty blogger herself, uh, Tamara Hamilton. And she's going to give us some wonderful, wonderful nuggets on how we are going to build our business with blogging and social media. How are you doing today, Tamara? I am fantastic and awesome. How are you? Oh, all of that, and then some. Now that we have Tamara in the house, right? Loving it. Oh, God, I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm loving it. Periscope is such a powerful tool. I actually am scoping this right now for as long as my phone will have juice. But it's how we've deepened our relationship, and how so many other relationships are really beginning to blossom for me. That I felt that it was quite necessary for me to uh, scope this out as well. Um, you know, you are one of my favorite scopers, and I just really enjoy the opportunity and am grateful for this opportunity. So it is an awesome day. Oh, yes. And you are one of my favorites as well. You know, we've known each other for a little while. We've been following each other on Facebook almost a year before we even started scoping. So, you know, yeah. I am, have been watching your stuff on Facebook, watching uh, how you've posted, how you've watched uh, your business has been booming. And it was a no-brainer to have you on the show tonight. So I wanted to ask you, how did you get into the business of beauty blogging? Well, I got into the business of beauty first. <laughs> the The beauty business kind of precluded the actual business of, of beauty. Um, but I, I think I was born to be a businesswoman. I've loved business since I was a little girl. Um, I had a very um, fortunate um you know, history of being able to go right from high school to sitting in a boardroom, a real-life boardroom of a Fortune 500 company. So I've been able to learn a lot about business over the years, and a lot of it has been very natural for me. And so to experience it and live it, and then when I was presented with the opportunity to join a very extraordinary company and, and an extraordinary opportunity, a lot of the social media and the blogging just was like a natural progression of um, becoming a part of this extraordinary company that I'm partnered with and the products and the company is so focused on social media that it just really allowed me to combine my natural and innate talent and love for marketing and social media with this awesome product and the rest is history. It's absolutely fabulous. I'm, I'm a very lucky woman because a lot of people spend a lot of their life trying to figure out and they're searching for what works for them and not what works in terms of 
go to school, get a job, get a good education, live the rest of your life comfortably miserable. But really what works in terms of I, get, I jump out of bed every day loving what I do. So, um, yeah, that's how I got into it. The, the beauty business came first, then the beauty blog came. So now, why did you decide to add blogging to the mix? I've decided to add blogging to the mix because it allows you to really have a voice and provide a service for your customers in terms of really educating. My business is really built around the four E's, which is to educate, empower, to equip, and to edify, you know, people of all walks of life. And so the education piece is really important to me. Um, like I said, I had that the luxury of sitting in a Fortune 500 boardroom as a as a child, really, I mean, I was only 18 years old. And, um, you know, the, the company was a very historic company. And underground, they had these tunnels. And there was this tunnel that led to another building about a mile away. And there, they had a corporate library. And in that library was this book. And it was um, The Making of a Soap Opera. And in that book was talked about uh, Procter & Gamble, which um, at the time was the largest consumer package company in the world. And the average home at the time the book was written, uh, had, the statistic was had 25 Procter & Gamble products in it. And they were the creators of the focus group. And what, what they found in doing focus groups, for example, tied laundry detergent, what they found was that customers who actually read the instructions and knew how to use Tide were more satisfied with the performance of the product. And so that's always been carried with me for like the last 23 years. So I'm big on educating customers. I believe that an educated customer is going to be a loyal customer. A loyal customer in, in terms of social media and blogging is going to share you, as I've seen happen today with an organic post, um, like from my last Periscope, that, that uh, an educated customer is going to be a very lifelong customer. And they're going to also refer you to their friends and family. And then they become like your brand advocate, you know, so that's why blogging just really was a natural progression for me because it really enhances that process. Awesome. And, you know, uh, one of the things that I know as uh, a lover of social media, we always want to take our social media back to to our website because that's our home base. And, you mm -hmm. know, they can get so much information off of your blog when they do that you know, just really putting it out there. And then they can also share from your blog as well so you other people can know about the wonderful business of beauty. And so I think that your funnel is outstanding. Tell us more about that one. Okay. Um, I, I love it because it's just exactly what you said. It allows people to be able to buy on their terms. Okay. One of the things that I learned, again, from a book by Stephen Schiffman, he, he alliterated it for me, and that is people like to buy. They they don't like to be sold. So if you're on your, um, and we have a lot of like, in my, my audience, I have a lot of network marketers and direct sellers, MLMers, and what you don't want to do is just scream, buy my product, buy my product, buy my product, right? Because in that sense, your product is not different from anyone else's. So your blog as an MLMer, network marketer, or direct seller really allows you the opportunity to differentiate yourself from the rest of your competition, because that's what a, that's what's going to drive someone to buy is the ability to be able to say this person provided me with value. That's something that I can't get from the other 15 people that I may know that may be offering the same exact product or a similar product just with a different company. So it gives you that product differentiation that 
that that competitive edge. You know, I'm a very competitive person. Um, and so having that competitive edge is huge to me. So having the blog to kind of be that intermediary to say, hey, we're more than just a product. This is how this product actually is going to serve you. This is how this product is going to build you up. You know, so like people have heard for contouring about contouring for the last few years. Everybody has a contouring palette, but being able to on my blog say, hey, it's not just about contouring. You know, contouring is going to help your self-esteem and your self-confidence because you can lose up to seven pounds in, in just a few minutes a day. It can brighten under your eyes and then that's going to make you look more alert so that you look like you took on the world in one versus the world took you on in one. So that's what blogging really allows you to do. It really gives you that voice. But the key to all of it actually starts before the blog. And you know what I'm going to say, Dr. Finch. You know what I'm going to say comes first. Right? Oh, yes. Yes. Go ahead and hit us, hit us with it. <laughs> you have to define your ideal customer avatar. You have to very narrowly define. It is 2015. The, the days of pulling out a shotgun and doing a buckshot approach, because when you shoot from a, a shotgun, think like Elmer Fudge, you know, from the cartoons. When you shoot a, a buckshot, what happens is you get a lot of spray, right? But they don't use those anymore anymore. What they use is they use, you know, something with an infrared, and so they're really laser targeted. So in terms of your blog, that laser target focus is going to be around knowing your ideal customer avatar and being able to speak to the pain points that your ideal customer avatar has, and that's when you get success. That's what brings them back to your blog. That's what gets them in your shopping cart and actually going ahead and swiping putting in their credit card information and getting products to their doorstep. That, especially with, with makeup, you know, you know, lipstick might be easy to buy online, right? But the, some of the challenges that your customer are going to face with buying online is what shades work best for me? What shades work best for me? You know, what works best for me is going to look very different than my friend Erin Alexander, who's several shades lighter than I am and doesn't have the warmth in her skin tone that I do. So you have to really help the customer understand how to pick the right colors that are for them to explain to them that the shades are true to color. And being able to provide that additional information is what only not is not what only gets someone to actually make the transaction with you. They become an avid reader of your blogger and it's been like Periscope is a great example. People finish my sentences sometime on Periscope. It's so it's so very, very cool. So it really helps you build a relationship. We've been so transaction focused that now it's time to step away from the transactions and really provide value. And when we provide that value, we have to be focused on the niches, and the riches are in the niches. Woo! That was powerful, Tamara. Now that was powerful. You know, a lot of people don't. Yes, a lot of people don't really see it that way. You know, but you were able to just really home it in. And just let them know, hey, it's just like that infrared. You got to have that infrared on your target audience. You got to be ready to shoot them with the information so that they can come on in and taste the, you know, taste the meal, right? So that's exactly Absolutely. what you just did. I mean, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's vitally important because in today's world, you know, just a few years ago, the average person, you know, looked at 11 pieces of information on the internet before making their buying decision. 
It's now 2015. How much more information is available? And there are people that want to try to look at almost every single piece of information available before making their decision. So it's not about a lot of people, um, because I also work with you know health and wellness professionals. So a lot of people think they need to be the expert. They need to be um, very scientific and data driven. And no, what it really is is emotion sells. And you need to know how to tap into that emotion and those pain points. The other thing with direct sellers, MLMers, and direct sales is the challenge that you're going to have is you are going to want to send people directly to your company replicated website, which is the death of your online marketing. Because for one, what you don't realize is, especially from your personal page on Facebook, your account can be shut down because it violates Facebook's terms and agreements. They really don't like, same with YouTube and some other social media platforms, they really don't like at-home businesses. So you really want to make sure you're marketing it in the correct way. The other mistake I see people making is they want to recruit, recruit, recruit. Again, online, your best bet is to retail, to recruit. You retail and you get people in love with the product, and then that's how they're going to want to join your team so that they can buy at cost. And then you just have to qualify them and make sure they want to build a team. So it's really important to make sure that you hone in on that ideal customer avatar and you're communicating to them where they are, when they're there, and in a way that's going to drive them to whatever action it is. You have to have a call to action in every single post, and that can just simply be read about it here. It's not always buy, 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 buy. It's very much like in my boot camp last week, I gave the example of, you know, if you are in your college, you know, bar, it was Ruffalo's in Kenosha, Wisconsin, when I went to Carthage, it was Ruffalo's or Ham's. And if a guy walks in that you've never met and he walks up to you with a ring and asks you to marry him, you're probably going to say no because you don't know him from the man in the moon. So it's the same thing with online marketing. People don't know you. They need to know, like, trust, and remember you in today's world because there's so many different marketing messages out there. So sending them directly to your company's replicated website, what you don't realize is you only have a 2% chance of someone buying from you the very first time that they hit that website. The other thing people don't realize is that 2% is statistically insignificant until you drive 1,000 people to that website, not 1,000 views. 1,000 different people need to go to that website and make a, a decision before that 2% actually really is statistically relevant. So what I'm saying is, one, you're not driving enough people there to even know that it works or doesn't work. Two, you've only got a 2% chance once you do drive people there that they're going to buy on your page the first time. So you need to intervene. You've got to get in front of the money. So what you have to do is you have to set up a landing page between your social media posts and your company's replicated page so that you are providing value to them, some sort of valuable information, be it a video tutorial, a customer testimonial, and in exchange for getting that value, it needs to be compelling enough that they're willing to give you their email address so that you can then begin to follow up with them. That's where the money is, is in the follow-up. So I know I just said a lot. What questions do you have, Dr. Francis? Well, you know, actually, we're going – I know that your audience has sent you a lot of questions from your different Facebook groups and from your scoping, so I'm going to let you address some of those questions if you like. All right. Well, uh, my good friend and partner, Brenna Schwartz, asked, how do you choose, oh, no, no, that's not Brenna's question, but one of my periscopers asked, how do you choose your blog topic? And I'm assuming the question here is, 
the actual theme of your blog, right? Um, and the reason I'm assuming that is, for example, myself, the company that I'm partnered with is in 14 different um, multi-billion dollar markets. So it is impossible for me to really hone in on my avatar if I try to take that spray approach with a buckshot and go after all 14 markets. So it needs to be something that either you're really branded in or that you're very passionate about or know a lot of information about. And then from there, you can branch out and do other themes. But that's where I would start is wherever you're getting a lot of money from right now, whatever you're selling the most right now, wherever you're providing the most value, just go in and hone in on that with your blog and watch your sales explode. So that was one question. And then Brenna asked, how often to post on social media and your blog. Your blog and social media are really kind of two different things. So your blog, when you launch it, when you launch your blog, you want to have at least three to five posts already there so your blog, so that your website doesn't look bare, so that it doesn't look naked. You want to have some meat there. So the same as if you start a podcast, you want to have about a week's worth of episodes of content for people to kind of devour. That's the kind of mentality everyone is in, thanks to like Netflix you know, the whole binge, consuming on a, on a binge. So you want to be able to see that. And then from there, when you first start your blog, my um, advice would be to do like a 100-day or a 90-day challenge where you're pretty much blogging every day or at minimum three to five times a week. Um, and then for someone like me, I've been at my blog for a year. It's more so about um, promoting the content that I have then continually and on such a rapid clip, creating new content. So I hope that answers your question, Brenna. I know you're watching. I saw the notification. I know you're watching. So those were the, the two questions. Um, the other one, I, I, uh, Serena from Milwaukee Business Divas talked about, you know, not doing Twitter, but Facebook is her jam. If Facebook is your jam, then what I would recommend is not so much worrying about Twitter, but go where your audience is. And if your audience is on Facebook, really master building a Facebook fan page, master Facebook ads and create a group that people want to join versus being forced into or held hostage in. And you will have a winning um, triumvirate if you, if you do that. So um, Jeanette Maldonado says awesome on Periscope. So those are the, the main what? questions. Yeah. So now I have a question for you then. Um, which uh, platforms do you uh, endorse the most in your business? Facebook is at the hub. If you have like a, a, a bullseye, at the center of my hub is, is my blog, okay, and my email follow-up system. Around that would be Facebook, Periscope, and Instagram. And then the next outer ring would be um, Pinterest and Twitter and and, and Tumblr. Um, so those are traffic sources for me, being Pinterest, Twitter, and Tumblr. And then content creation and network building, list building happens between Instagram, Facebook, and Periscope. But not everybody's oh, going to handle all three. So if Facebook is your jam, than Facebook. Um, I know my friend Mary out of Arizona, Instagram is more of her jam, so then really just focus on, on Instagram. But I do recommend that everybody get a Facebook fan page and um, really become versed on Facebook ads 
because it will grow your business like you, you just wouldn't, wouldn't believe. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing the amount of data and the kind of data that you can get from Facebook that companies 20 years ago, and I know because, of, again, I was sitting as an employee in those companies, they were paying tens of thousands of dollars for the kind of information that Facebook is giving away in, in their insights, which you have to know how to do the ads and, and what to post and posting it the right way um, in order to, to, to get the data. And it's, I mean, it's not free because you're paying for it by way of advertising, um, but the data, the data is there. Talk about really getting to know your ideal customer avatar or even discovering your ideal customer avatar. It's going to happen with Facebook if you, if you hire a coach and have someone walk you, walk you through how to do it the right way. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, a lot of people have asked me, and I know that I would love to hear your answer on this, should you post or should you boost? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, Okay, so from your Facebook fan page, um, for testing purposes and for actual advertising purposes, I recommend not boosting posts, but actually learning how to do the actual power editor on Facebook, how to use the power editor. It's very robust in terms of being able to target your ideal customer avatar um, all the way. You can get very nitty-gritty with it down to... Um, what type of credit card they use, how many children they have, um, what type of vehicle they drive. You can get very nitty-gritty with it with the, with the power editor. So from that standpoint, um, myself and every expert that I've come in contact with in the last two years recommend the power editor over boosting. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, if someone, let's say someone's on here that's never even heard, of, knows how to use this, haven't even logged on to some of these profiles, can you tell us some of the platforms and what you would use them for? Okay. So Facebook, again, is very much how I reach my audience. It, it does drive uh, traffic for me as well, paid traffic. I think it's the best traffic that you can get because you can really hone in on the traffic that you are driving. Um, so Facebook is definitely a, a place to be. A lot of people are sleeping on Facebook. And in the beauty world, it works for me because I'm cashing in on it. So let them continue to sleep. Y'all didn't hear me say that. Okay, um, Twitter is definitely a traffic machine. Twitter is what's happening right now. So um, events are great for Twitter. So if you're attending an industry function, it's great for getting to know people, to be able to meet up with people, and to get to know people, um, and really take part in an event. Because what happens, I think of Twitter as um, my daughter, she's 23, her, like her favorite channel is E! News. And on E! News, all the time they have that ticker just like CNN, and that's what Twitter is really becoming. Twitter is like that social that ticker on social media for what's happening right now and then you bring in Periscope, and Periscope brings the visual to that ticker, so it's very much like becoming a, news, a newscaster. I was in Chicago the other day and um, to see Les Brown at a motivational event, and there were some guys there who'd never seen Twitter or knew what Twitter was about. So you know me. I turned the phone on, and we start tweeting. And it was crazy. A circle formed around us. Everybody wanted to know who we, are, who we were and what we were doing. So that's what, what Twitter is. It's a great way to constantly, because the ticker is always moving and going so fast, almost like the stock market, you can post your message multiple times because each time it's going to be hitting 
different people. So that's what Twitter and Periscope are. And I've always viewed Instagram as content creation. Instagram allows you to really, um, and you can also curate great content, which is what my Instagram has taken on more of in the last year. Um, but it also allows you to really create some great content if you are a hairstylist, if you are a um, makeup artist, if you do anything where you're creating a visual product, you know, it's great content creation. It's also a place to show, um, showcase your behind the scenes, what it's like to work in your office, what your, you know, um, Starbucks did a great thing where they were showcasing different baristas every month on, on their on their Instagram. So Instagram is really kind of like that visual piece of, of your business. Um, same with Snapchat. You see a lot of the, the beauty that's actually, um, you know, snapping, okay, I just released this blog post, new video up on, on YouTube. It's really more of that behind the scenes. And that's what I like about Snapchat versus Instagram. There were beauty maidens on Instagram that I, looking at their Instagram, I really didn't like them. So it was it didn't show me who they were, I'll put it that way. Then once I started checking them out on Snapchat and hearing their voice and their mannerisms, they were actually kind of funny. So you started liking them, kind of the same thing with, with the Periscope. But if there's one that you have to hone in on, I would say either Facebook or Instagram and really master that before moving on to it. Wow, those are great tips. Those are great tips. And you know, now, uh, do you use Pinterest or any of those at all? Yes, I use Pinterest to, um, Pinterest is a search engine, okay? So Pinterest is a search engine and YouTube are search engines. You have to know what they are in order to use them that way. Facebook is publishing, okay? So I use Pinterest to drive traffic. That's how I use Pinterest. Okay, wonderful. And so uh, I, are you on Google Plus as well? I am on Google Plus, and that's also search engines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If people follow you on Google Plus, when you post content or they're searching for something, if it is something that you have blogged about or you have posted on your Google Plus, what happens is it will show up on the first page of Google. Mm. So if you and I are in the Wonderful. same circle, on Google Plus, and you do a search for something that I have posted about, um, it's going to show up within the first 10, usually within the first five, um, because it's, it's owned by Google. But the other thing you have to pay attention to is who owns what. So Instagram posts are going to get better organic reach on Facebook than a Twitter post. So sharing directly from your Twitter to Facebook really doesn't make sense. Thing with now sharing from your Instagram directly to Twitter because it's not it's not going to give any play so to speak because they you know they're kind of like back when I worked in travel Disney and Universal hated each other because they're going to maybe do that. Oh my goodness, Tamara, you have shared so many things with us today, and thank you so much for really bringing out the fact of some are publishers versus some are uh, search engines, but altogether you need to know all these things to truly maximize your social media as well as your blogging and know how to post it and where to post it to. You have really enlightened us tonight. 
Oh, my brother is on. My brother is listening. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I, You know, the thing is, is when you know as much as I do and you love it and you're passionate about it, sometimes you can kind of make people's heads explode. So that's what I always try to be careful <laughs> not to do. That's why I, I, I go out and I, I say, what do you want to know? And I think that's if you walk mm-hmm. away with know that from social media, it is the best way. There's never been a better time in marketing or business history to be able to go directly to the people and say, what and and very low cost to no cost, you know, turn on a periscope and say, Hey, I'm thinking about making this product. Tell me what would you need? What would you like to see in it? And it happens all day, every day on Periscope. It's absolutely magical and it's just the greatest thing ever. There's no reason in today's world for someone to not be monetizing their skill set and their passion. Companies okay, Les Brown said this the other day. In ten years a third of the jobs that are in existence today will not be around. So you cannot do what I see other people doing right now, which is waiting until their job is about to be eliminated to figure out what they're going to do next. You have to start on that now. And you can build your dream while you're earning a living. And then they actually kind of crisscross in terms of time. I see people transitioning where they're now working part-time at their day job, their living, while they work full time at their job and I mean, at their passion or their dream, and then eventually there's going to be no more job. They're 100% doing what they're passionate about and what they were really born to do, which is their purpose. So there's just no no better way to do it right now than social media, and I, and I believe that 100% in my heart. That is wonderful, Tamara. Can you tell the audience how they can find you and reach out to you? Excellent. You can find me um, on my blog, which is my first and last name, Tamira, T-A-M is in Mary, I-R-A, last name Hamilton.com, TamiraHamilton.com. I'm also, um, the best way to contact me um, is via email, which is Tamira, T-A-M-I-R-A again, middle initial S like superwoman, last name Hamilton like money at me, M-E.com. It goes right to my iPhone. And I get the notification, and I'll respond. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tamara, for being on the show tonight. It was definitely a pleasure to speak to you and to get all these wonderful nuggets that you were passing out tonight. Well, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I hope it was great for you and your audience, but I enjoyed it. It was. Thank you. It definitely um, was. Yes, and I've been taking some notes. I hope everyone who listened in was taking notes today. You know, I didn't. In, I didn't say anything, and everyone who listens to the call knows I normally have a lot to say. But you guys are both experts on social media, and my, I, when you guys talk, I listen and take notes. So, thank you so much for sharing. And maybe we can do a follow up blab or with our. Uh, I just can you just introduce me to what that is and. I just am learning the social media with you guys as well. So maybe we could do something like that and follow up some more because this is really just amazing content to be giving to our audience. So thank you so much. I really love it. Thank you. And um, someone on Periscope is asking the email again. It's Mira, T-A-M-I-R-A, middle initial S, last name Hamilton at me.com, and we can schedule a 15-minute consultation. Wonderful. If something Tamara said to you tonight resonated with you, please find this on ChangeYourMindsOnline.com. You can also find it on iTunes, Tuned In, Stitcher, and, of course, our YouTube channel. Thank you so much, Tamara. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure.
Yes, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Dr. Front Finch. You are an awesome woman. You are an inspiration and an awesome friend. And I'm so happy to know you. And I really love the connection that we are building, not just amongst ourselves, but other like, like-minded women. And I see the, the, the centrifugal force that we are pulling toward us. And I'm very excited for the next six months. I can't wait to see what all happens. Agreed, agreed. So thank you, everyone, for calling in or listening in by Internet or by replay. We thank you so much for all that you do and all the support you give us. And until Sunday night show, have a great evening. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.